Hello and welcome to the Into the Script podcast, a podcast made by enthusiastic screenwriters for those who like to delve into the mechanics of storytelling. I am Livio Maynard, and with me is Thomas Aledo, or Mr. Specs, is how we'll be referring to him throughout the rest of this episode, for no particular reason. Well, I wear Specs, actually, and uh, I think it makes me sound a little bit smarter. It makes you look smarter. Thank you. For sure. (laughs) This is the very first episode on our humble attempt to record a podcast about the stuff that we really love, screenplays and storytelling. I will apologize in advance because English is not my first language, therefore I will be making mistakes, don't judge me for it. (laughs) Uh, Be advised, uh, this episode obviously contains a lot of spoilers, so if you still haven't watched the topic of our discussion, we encourage you to do so right away before listening to the rest of this episode. On this episode we're going to talk about the OA. I love the OA, what do you think about it? I liked it, I have mixed feelings. But I like the story. The OA is a new show by Netflix. New uh, today is January 19, 2017, so it's relatively new. It's uh, written and uh, it was created by Brett Marling, and I know he has Batman on his name. It's Zal Batmangli. Batmangli. I'm not sure, I apologize if I'm pronouncing it. Uh, Brett Marling and. Zal Batmanglij. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So these two have made a movie called uh, Sound of My Voice, which had a very similar story. If you have seen the movie, you will know what I'm talking about. It's a movie about... I've watched it a few years ago, so I don't remember the story in detail, but it's a couple, about a couple of reporters that go investigate a cult about a woman who is leading the cult. And there are a few things in common with the OA, <clears throat> which is totally understandable, because they both created the same story. Somewhere in the valley, there is a woman living in a basement. She's actually amassing followers, these people who believe that she'll lead them to salvation or whatever. And yes, she's dangerous, but we have to see this thing through all the way. So what did you think about the OE, Mr. Specs? <laughs> uh, actually, I, I went into the story without knowing anything about it. I was uh, a little bit curious about the whole title, the OA. I was... Uh, checking it out i thought at first it was something to do with alpha omega because of the signs and i just thought it was interesting because it was the o and the a uh, inverted but at the same time when i watched the the trailer i was uh at the time i wasn't trying to focus too much on or or binge watch a show because i i knew this was the type of show that you would need to you know, get hooked on it and watch one episode after the other just to make sense. And just from the trailer with the whole... When I watched the whole trailer, I was just like, what the heck is this show? I didn't really know what it was about. I had some idea. But, uh, yeah, you actually told me, like, hey, man, you got to watch it. Let's talk about it. So I watched it, and and then I watched it again because this is that type of show. She's our daughter. Who are these people? But she's never seen us before. Seven years ago, when she went missing, she was blind. 
Mom? So you've, you've seen twice now, the, at least the pilot. So that puts you in a venture towards me because I've only seen him once. Ha. So you've seen it recently and you probably have a much different view than I have. Maybe, I don't know, maybe already, it's all about perspective, that show is very interesting, you know, it, it's uh, a very spiritual show, and uh, at the same time without picking a religion, and, but it kind of pays homage with a little bit of uh, the different beliefs out there. So tell, tell us about the story, what's, what's the OE about? So the story is about this one woman that uh, apparently returns from the missing person. You know, uh, she disappeared for seven years and then she was blind and she returned seven years later with the ability to see. Um, but after that, she's trying to, you know, fit into society and she's having a a hard time. She has a mysterious mission to join five people and and that's where the show gets us. It kind of just opens the door, doesn't really show you, you know, if you watch the pilot, you don't really get the whole idea of what the show is about. That's why the show is kind of a, it's kind of a constant. Yeah, so I agree with you. Usually when you watch the TV show, the first episode lays out pretty much everything that's the show's about so you know who the villain is you know what the hero wants like is exactly what the hero wants and then you know usually the show goes on and, and you know as it develops you know the hero goes through a lot of uh hardship to get what he wants and the villain the antagonist is always trying to keep him from getting what he wants so the Usually, the the way the TV shows are structured is the the the, the premiere, the first episode is always it always lays out everything, so you know what the show is about right from the very very first episode. And the OA is is it's weird because you don't you watch the first episode, and by the end of the first episode, you have no idea what the show is about. Still, you know that the girl is you know she's been through some. Uh, hardships and she was blind and she's seen again and she wants something you don't know what it is so they hang you know they keep you in the dark until maybe midway through the first season yeah so it's I really like that because it's different from what everything everyone else is doing yeah it like, seems like it seems like the show was written directly for Netflix and they knew that people that watch this type of show wouldn't have to wait for the next episode that would it be all you know uh, like put on the platform especially for binge watching because uh, usually every show tries to set up the whole world that you're watching and what's the show about who the characters are etc in the first 10 minutes and this one, they kind of just take their time to introduce, you know, uh, the protagonists, the, the characters. It's, it's really something when it comes to, you know, um, it basically, you know, it doesn't have that structure to, you know, show you what the show is about in the first 10 minutes. It just... You know, at the first pilot, you're uh, when you watch the pilot, you get an idea, but you don't really know what the heck you watched. 
and then when you watch the second one you start you know understanding a little bit and then the third and then fourth i think only when it was like the fifth episode that they kind of gave some information uh that i was like okay this is what it's about but uh it took a while, and I mean, for eight episodes, it seems like the creators really knew that they had eight episodes to tell one story, and they pretty much, you know, um, decided to create every episode with, you know, how much are we going to throw out there so the people, the audience catches on and understand a little. I just thought it was a very well-structured in, in the sense of, you know, taking their time to set up each of the characters and not only the protagonist but also the team that they're building or that she's building the OA. Yeah. So Mr. Spikes is much more versed than I am with you know the the structure of the You're screenplay too and he would would you care guiding us through the structure of the OA, like the story? Yeah. Um well, because I just want to make a comment first. The the whole dancing and the whole movement, uh, <laughs> the whole thing with the movements, it kind of threw me off because it doesn't really fit with the rest of the story. I, no. I felt like the whole movement thing was really arbitrary. Like it didn't it didn't make a connection when you when you create when okay you make it you make up a story and the story has its own rules, right? The movements are supposedly. Are part of the rule of the whole of the universe that the creators made up for the story of the OA. Yeah, right? I, I, it, it's part of their universe. So, but in order to be convincing or at least make sense, it has to have some sort of internal logic. You know, it has to make sense. The movements didn't make sense because there was nothing in the story that really explained why movements why couldn't they i don't know why couldn't they have i don't know some sort of uh special like ability like well, i don't know i'm gonna just throw something out like reading people's minds or you know of course something that we've seen before but you know at least you relate to it you, because you know that you know reading minds so we know how reading minds work you know if you read someone's mind you know what the person is thinking you understand the logic of it but when the, the whole movement thing it didn't make sense because yeah when i if watched they, it if they at least came up with something that kind of explained or at least gave an idea of why the movements you know brought people back to life or communicated with an external dimension at least it would at least make sense in your head you would probably not think it was good but you say oh, okay it works but maybe i'm just arguing here that maybe the whole movement thing was on purpose just to throw us off just to create, you know, a certain, it's a barrier to establish what they, they established that maybe this whole thing is just on their head. Yeah. Some, some I, sort of, I, you know, some sort of way that to make it look like it's not real. Because it doesn't really make sense. Why would they, what the movements thing doesn't really make any logic. Yeah, I totally, logical. I totally agree. Everything seems very uh, arbitrary, this whole movement thing. I was... Honestly, when I first watched it, I, I thought, you know, first I thought it was funny. I I thought it was actually, you know, a way to distract the the hunter. The yeah. angel hunter. The angel, angel hunter, hunter yeah. just saying, okay, now we created our own language. We, he won't be able to hear it, and we will be able to communicate without him 
paying attention. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, there there was this whole information about, you know, um, five movements that are specific. And then it pretty much brought, you know, every episode, then you would find out what's the first movement, then what's the second movement until, you know, it became a goal of the show. But I honestly didn't like that. I was a little bit confused like you were. Mm-hmm. I thought it was just, you know... Uh, I I thought it was something related to the Maori culture when I saw it visually speaking and I think that wasn't the the objective at all. I think they just created some movements. And at the same time, I think they wanted to visualize, I don't know, I have a little theory behind this five movements. I think and and the whole show and etc. I think it's a little bit related to, you know, the senses. So mm-hmm. In a way, that's a good point. Yeah, and it's the senses, and and it's all about this show. I I felt it was a lot about transformation and finding inner peace, and and mm. you know that's what I got from from the whole thematic part of it. And going back to the sound of the sound of my voice, another film that was written by Britt Marley and Zalbat Mangli. In the in the sound of my voice. Here's a major spoiler. If you haven't watched it, please watch it. Stop listening and watch it. Okay, you came back, you've seen it. My ears are shut. There is also an element of movement in the sound of my voice. The way the leader of the cult, which is played by Britt Marling, the way that she's sort of, the way that she's validated as the real thing, the real leader of a cult, like from supernatural kind of stuff, is also through some sort of movement, right? There's, there's a movement... In the story, in the story, like the way the story works, the way that she's validated as the leader of the cult is through also some sort of movement. Mm-hmm. So you can see the parallel between Sound of My Voice and the OA also in this this movement thing, like the sort of uh, modern, postmodern dancing uh, choreography thing. Yeah, that's true. Like, yeah, the whole dancing thing just, I guess they just wanted to visualize some type of something but i didn't i didn't connect it to healing i didn't connect it to anything and it, it just seemed weird did you have something for us i see you have written a bunch of stuff there yeah um i actually you know i did the seven x structure for the pilot i don't know if it's a hundred percent sure or or right but you know it's just the the pillar beats that uh, drive the story forward or the the pilot um you know i i wanted to touch a little bit on what do you think uh, what did you think about you know the whole setup of the world when you saw it the whole setup of the world i like, like i said they they have a story that is centered around a girl that is supposedly able to travel around different dimensions and you know she she comes back from the dead like uh, in a weird very constant way so I don't know the, the world is is not very different from our our world is it's just this one character or maybe more than one character five characters there they're consider themselves to be angels because they they die and they come back from the dead and they see people from the afterlife and they have these movements that they learn somehow and they complement each other. So I don't know, what did you think about the, the the world that they created? Yeah, so from from it's it's really interesting because the show 
doesn't really put it on the nose that they're angels. It's just been... It's the way they refer to it, to themselves. They, they call themselves angels. But that sounded like crazy talk. Yeah. It sounded like, like some girl, you know... And like, she's like, all crazy talk. Yeah. Right, we we can't we we like watch sort of the jumps show. Down, oh, we are the angels, you know, crazy crazy talk. The one of the things I really liked about the away was the 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 antagonist, the villain. The only way the villain, you know, is usually someone that's trying to keep the the hero from reaching their goals, and they also have their own motivations, but they try to keep the hero from reaching their own goals. But the villain, the way the the villain, the antagonist worked with the hero was they kind of helped each other like the villain if 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 it wasn't for the villain the hero wouldn't never make it because it was kind of weird the villain pushed the hero to set an objective for herself before she met uh the angel hunter that was played by jason isaacs which i loved his performance before she met the angel hunter she didn't she didn't have an objective she was she was looking for her father um she knows she had these episodes she didn't know what they were, you know, she didn't have an objective, like, she she was just looking for her father. Yeah. She had these episodes, she died and came back from life, from, from death when she was a little kid, but that was just a thing that happened to her, that there wasn't, like, she wasn't, she didn't have a goal, you know what I mean? She only developed a goal after she met uh, Jason Isaac's character, the, the, the doctor. After she met him, and then he kept killing her and bringing her back to from the dead that's when she developed a goal that's when she said oh this is something we need to do we, we need to work with him in order to escape from here and in order to f figure out what you know the meaning of life is you know in order to figure out what what it is what's our purpose you know why, why we're here and it was only after she met him so the 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 hero is working with the villain. I, th I thought this was really, really cool because if yeah. it wasn't for him, the hero would never have an objective, right? Yeah, but if you watch, if you watch, for example, the pilot once again, you even notice that she doesn't really mention the captor, the angel hunter, mm -hmm. in a negative way. She never said, "Oh, I was kidnapped. I was." Uh, this only comes up if you watch it again. Then you are going to pay attention and it seems like, okay, now it makes sense because I watched the whole series and etc. But in the first, you know, whenever she's talking to the cops, she's, you know, saying, oh, I've been aware for the seven years. I, I was in some type of shelter. I don't know where it was and etc. And then, you know, when I first watched it, I thought, okay, uh, I had kind of a spoiler from a friend. Someone did say what OA meant to me. Mm. So I was like, okay, original angel. And whenever she was mentioning she was in a place where people were, but she didn't know they were anymore, I thought, okay, she was in heaven. And the whole thing, you know, with the scratches in the back in the hospital, I thought, okay, this is... Um, but this isn't her wings. She's a fallen angel. She lost her wings, and she's trying to get back to heaven. That was the whole... You know, my created mindset before the show was this. And then when I started watching, then it started changing my perspective. Okay, I have a question for you. See if you've seen, you've watched it again. Yeah. Why did the character didn't work with the police to get her friends back? She she even mentions like uh, that she, I mean, I she doesn't, she doesn't yeah. feel like they're there anymore. 
I understand that. Um, I mean, you know, there's there there's all the complications that you know Brit Marley and Zalbat Mangli created. Like, of course, she doesn't know where the, the the house is. You know, she she have no idea. You know, uh, who the guy is, or where the house is, where her friends are being kept. But she could have worked with the police. She knows what the guy looks like. She knows that the guy is a neurosurgeon or some kind of doctor. That narrows down a lot of options. You know what I mean? Yeah. She has this description. She knows that the guy is a, a famous doctor or whatever, a scientist. She knows what the guy works with. So she has a topic of his research, which probably a lot of people also know. So she could have just approached the police or the FBI or whatever. You say, look, I'm trying to get my friends back. My friends are being held captive. And, you know, there's this guy that, you know, he kidnapped me. He looks like this and he's a neurosurgeon. He... He is researching, blah, blah, blah. And she could have narrowed down and got her... Why didn't she work with the FBI? Why did she try to... Well, that was convoluted thing with the five people in the movements. And yeah, well, the, the easy answer is there would be no show if she just said that, that's, right? That's the quick answer. Yeah, yeah the, the, other, the other answer would be, well, she, she, she didn't feel like she was being forced... To, I guess she felt like she was volunteering for that position. And I guess because of her self-discovery, she didn't feel it was a negative thing. And after dying that many times, she wasn't, she was comfortable that, you know. I don't, I don't remember if the, the angel hunter, he, did he threaten to kill her friends if she ever tried to find them? Or I don't remember that. I it, the last episode is very quick on on that uh, when he tries to. I actually don't remember that well how it happened, but all I remember is that you know throughout this show you could see that she was a favorite, and from the conversation that the angel hunter had with the colleague and everything, he. Uh, with the colleague that was carrying through the same research, he was saying something like, okay, there is, um, you know, what should I do? I'm getting connected to this person or connected to a subject and etc." And then the friend was, well, you know, you should eliminate them and get rid of all, all evidence and everything. So plus pretty much after the, the angel hunter killed the police officer, I thought that was the, the, you know, now I'm just gonna burn everything, get rid of the thing. And since I like this woman and she was pure and she was always helpful, I'm just gonna let her go. And That's, yeah, that, that was really weird. And I hope that they come up with a really good explanation to first, why did he just let her go? And second, why didn't she work with the, with the authorities to try to catch him? Because that would, that would have been, way quicker than just you know gathering a bunch of people and teaching them the, the movements and whatnot i just wanted to say one thing about the ending i was so disappointed <laughs> i was very very disappointed by the ending i don't know i was expecting anything else other than that can't be seen with them on the cafeteria like when i saw that kid holding the machine the 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 that gun mm -hmm. the first the first thing that came to my mind is oh the kid is the the same kid that got punched in the throat i thought so but they never really showed his face so they never showed his face that's why i was one of the things i was disappointed because yeah. that would have been like a perfect like 
the kid that got so pun- the kid up, got yeah. punched in the throat was a, which was a really important point in the story because it led to the you know the that the trouble kid getting punished by his dad and getting taken to the military academy and stuff yeah it was a really important point in the, in the story and they did, never went back to that like the kid that got punched in the throat disappeared yeah he could have came back with the gun and threatened everybody because he was being bullied it, it would have made sense but the kid that was in the in the finale yeah we never know who the kid is yeah. and we never know why he was there there was no he was you know the the deus ex machina like yeah. the solutions from the sky like that's why i didn't like it it felt like they had nowhere to go to the story and then they just, they just created a character of the kid that wanted to shoot everyone else and you know the kind of columbine episode and then they came up with that as an excuse for them to reveal that they know the movements and to distract the kid and also distracting the kid like the kid went there with a freaking uh, submachine submachine gun, gun yeah. and yeah. you know he meant to shoot people and five people stand up and start doing all that shit in front of him and he never <laughs> shoots them he never shoots them they would that made zero sense to me he they could just stood there with the machine gun looking at them like why did he go there with the submachine gun in the first place to shoot people that didn't work you know what i mean yeah because it didn't make sense it felt it felt like he, they just came it up felt with too that. quick for the ending for me too yeah it felt like they came up with that to wrap up the story and yeah you yeah, know I, i was honestly expecting a lot more from those five you know people and the, the movements than just distracting distracting some weirdo kid that wanted to kill everyone else Yeah, I think they didn't want to to show that, you know, we don't really know who the shooter is, but I don't know, uh, pretty much I looking overall the whole show and everything, the whole world that they used, they used, you know, like a neighborhood that's unfinished. So that's where like let's talk a little bit about the the themes behind it. What what drives a little bit. I think there is a lot to do with spirituality and finding inner peace and tranquility. Um I think for example our protagonist DOA herself, she she was in in her own way having <laughs> in a very funny way. I thought it was the first time that I saw a show that the protagonist is a video game or the reality is a video game where you know she dies and then she resets until she gets to her mission her end hmm. you know finish the mission it was always like she died and then she would come back and then she would come back until you know she taught the five movements to five different strangers that you know all somehow were lost you yeah, know that 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 kind of uh toned down the stakes for me a little bit yeah because once you understand that they are particular particularly special individuals that are able to come back from the dead like really easily yeah. the stakes like are toned down so much because what are the stakes they can yeah. they if they if you kill them they'll just come back so what are the stakes there the the stakes are just they have to escape and Yeah, you know I th- what I mean? Yeah, I think the the whole stakes for them and once once you understand that they can come back from the dead with ease, the yeah. stakes are toned down because then what's the risk? If they get killed, it's just bring them back. Yeah. Well, I I honestly thought it was just uh every single every single character in that in that whole show 
First, you never know if you know the if Homer is Jeff or or Stephen is Homer. Just like the end, they kind of play a little bit with that. But like it felt like okay, she wants to teach these people the the five movements and everything, but uh, there isn't really a reason why. But they're all a little messed up in in their own way. You know, Stephen is a bad kid. Uh, right from the get-go when you see him he's you know not doing anything uh religious like actually he's you know having sex with a girl and you know he's a bully and he's not really the example of you know angelic uh type of thing but it kind of you know with the whole movement and with the whole doa talking to him she, he kind of went through a change himself the way I thought her whole mission, her whole, uh, you know, idea was acceptance of dying, of finding her feeling like what I felt was literally the show was there is this whole um, she died. She went to the limbo or wherever where she saw Katun and uh, apparently Katun comes from the Arabic or Turkish and, and Turkish and region that talks, you know, uh, it's why, the imprint. Why do you say that? Because because of the name, or because the way that she's portrayed, like in tunics and uh, you know those particular makeups from the Middle East. And no, like definition of cartoon. Just uh, googling and everything was the title of the Queen of Bukhara, which is the wife of a ruler. Oh, so, so that's actually the thing that's. Yeah, so she, that's why I thought it was just like Christian references, mm -hmm. like in a way. I also thought, okay, maybe she's not an angel. Maybe she could be portrayed as the Holy Spirit because she, she mentions to people, you know, like, I was blind and then I can see. She talked about uh, it won't work if you won't leave your your doors open at your house. Kind of like you mm -hmm. are your own temple. So That, if that you, sounds like vampire story. You, remember, you know, you have uh, to invite me in, that kind of thing. Yeah. When she way, said yeah. you have to invite me in, I... I immediately remember vampire that movie let me in you know about vampires you know you need to invite vampires or else they'll, they'll die they won't go in but sorry yeah go on you know like i i i haven't seen that yet but i i was just like looking at everything and you know she disappeared and went into a place with the others a shelter you know the shelter could be analyzed as a church or heaven itself but you know, she misses her father. Uh, she tells about the five motions that could be the five feelings and controlling them, which is, you know, controlling and using it for good will make you a better person. So in a way, the distraction of the five movements that didn't really stop or freeze the shooter, but it was just the core, the courage to do something good. You know, like uh, the bully actually thought, you know, some things here that I actually was going to say was the selflessness, the kindness of people, just that whole transformation for the characters, you know, uh, selflessness, kindness, comprehension and acceptance. So it's funny that the choice of the show is away as possibly original angel. Because there is a Christian belief that there is original sin that makes all humans, you know, sinners. So the original angel could be a reference maybe that there is kindness, you know, 
in people and that it's just a matter of excelling that instead of acting in selfish sense. So that's what I thought about the whole spiritual part of things. Uh, I thought it was an interesting point of view of choosing the protagonist coming from Russia because, you know, Russia is known for being atheist or not having any Russia? religious. Yeah. Russia, they have, uh, they have, Russia has a religious state. They have the Orthodox Church's rules, Russia. But there was this whole period in the 80s that it was all banned. So, like, it, there could be no religion. Oh, you mean, like, when she was being brought up and, like, the, that... Yeah, like, her times? dad, She she's not... If you watch the show, you never see one church. You never see uh, a cross. You never see anybody mentioning any type of religion. It just shows, you know angel and good and good things she's the one that uses you know communication conversation with people that's a good point like she just talks about this whole different uh, uh view and i think that's why they chose such a place like russia because first you can't really in a way she would be a foe in the american's eye in the american eye you know oh here is a russian person she's illegal she's here but here i am listening to her story mm -hmm. and uh and it talks about you know how she teaches some values and and she talks about her own arc and pretty much just shows up you know the the different characters and they're all very flawed every single character so that they choose what are your uh, expectations for the second season then in, re in regards to the story ah uh, well, I I was a little upset with the whole ending, with the whole FBI guy or whoever that was in the end at the house when the kid breaks in to yeah, find. What, what was he doing there? I mean, the yeah. kid broke in the house. Okay, fine. But then also the FBI guy was there. What, what was? Yeah, it what, felt. What's his deal? What What was he doing there? Exactly. Like I felt like that part behind the the kid jumping there and trying to find clues where she's gone or etc that was just weird that was just weird and honestly i just felt um just finding those books under the under the table or under the bed with the whole homer story and angels demons etc that was in a way i felt like it was the FBI putting it there and planting it there so the kids would lose the faith and etc. But I think we we need to work on... Because this show is all about... Honestly, I feel like it's more about theme and what they want to mm. give as a message to people. And I think we all will need more time for that too. That was a very good conversation. I think we have to wrap it up now. Yep. If you like the episode... Uh, please look us up on Facebook into the script if you have any suggestions or if you have any comments or if you want to say something bad we'll uh, give it a try and uh, try to read it here if it's worth it up write us an email to into the script at gmail.com hope you liked it thank you Mr. Specs for all your knowledge thank you Mr. Livio thank you see you, see you next time bye <laughs>